Welcome to the 10 and 2 podcast. I'm Kat. And I'm Catlin. And we're here every week talking watches, photography, adventure, and exploring the world of horology. Good morning. Hi. It's so weird to say good morning. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kat. Bless her heart. This is the recording this episode is the epitome of Houston. We have a problem. <laughs> like it is. It is. But you know, we're we're um engineers in our own you know way and we figured out a solution and uh we're recording so we are uh the morning before this airs yeah it's, it's fine <laughs> right before i have to leave for work <laughs> it's fine <laughs> things happen sometimes uh anyone uh, out there that that uses technology on the daily which is almost everyone um yeah things like this happen you just gotta roll with the punches right <laughs> If anybody could see my setup right now for a quote unquote professional podcaster, like, Uh, yeah. Uh, But how are you this morning? I'm good. I am actually really good. I don't like usually get up this early. Actually, I am up this early. Like, I'm just not like up and Adam, you know, this early. But it's up uh, and scrolling Instagram in bed. Exactly. (laughs) I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, I was, I'm a very, um, like I used to be a very scheduled person and I do really well on a schedule because I am a procrastinator and I am, you know, all those things. So when I used to get up at exactly the same time every day and get to work and take my break at the same time and I, I need that structure. But since I've been home and since I'm kind of just doing my own thing now, I'm doing so much more creative work and that's hard to work from like nine to five. It's just a hard type of job to do that with. So then I find there's days that I'm working at 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, because it's just like, oh, well, my husband's asleep. I might as well work for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, it's it, it can take its toll for sure. Um, but I, I, I have a goal this year to be a little bit more structured and scheduled, not in you know a totally you know, nine to five way, but, but to try to get a lot of that stuff done where I'm, I'm not doing that in the middle of the night. And then maybe maybe it's just okay to do that. Maybe there are no rules and you can just do whatever you feel like doing. I think it's more the mindset that I feel like I never have a break because I'm always working on at different times a day versus yeah. like maybe if I if I just push it all. <laughs> Again, I'm a procrastinator, so <laughs> this is hard. Um, if anybody has any tips or book recommendations for a procrastinator, send them my way because I would love to read them or listen to them. <laughs> CC me on that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still get up early. I have an actual schedule. This should be it. We should just have a procrastinator podcast. This is what we should do. (laughs) It'll never get recorded. Exactly. (laughs) The podcast that never happens. Yeah. Well, I I was talking to to my husband last night and this is how I was in school. Like I would wait to the last minute, but I always got my shit done. Like I, every single time I would get it done. I work well under pressure. Like I do too. Don't at me. Also. (laughs) I need to quit working. Like, I need to quit. I stress myself out. Yeah. Because there's a little, there's a little fear behind it, right? We're, we're getting a little, a little aged. So oh, that's true. maybe, maybe we shouldn't cause so much unnecessary stress on ourselves. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's can true. you imagine a stress-free life? I don't know what that feels like. Me either. <laughs> One day. Uh, Well, how are you doing? I am good. I mean, I've been up for like four hours. I know. You're such an early morning. I'm good. 
I've like had my pre-workout. I've had like <laughs> coffee. I've had an energy drink. Like Dang. I'm like ready to go. You are ready to go. <laughs> yes. I'll crash at four o'clock. Oh, but it's fine. <laughs> And now, so one of my New Year's resolutions was um, to not drink Starbucks all the time oh. because I have a, I have a Starbucks right by my job, so right. I literally would go drink Starbucks two or three times a day. <gasps> two or three times, girl. It was right there, and you know, like you get that afternoon like slump, yeah. and what sounds good is an iced coffee from Starbucks. Always, and that's a lot of money. <laughs> There's a lot of money. They are expensive. <laughs> so expensive. I was probably spending $100, at least $100 every other week. Man. Like every two weeks, probably $100 on Starbucks. But I'm 21 days into the new year and I haven't had a Starbucks. Wait, you just cut it completely? Yeah. Oh, not even like, you're not even just going like one time a day. You're just going, no, no. Like, not at all. No, zero. Wow. Zilt. To be clear, I'm not giving up coffee. I'm okay. just giving up <laughs> super expensive Starbucks coffee. Now, like if like if you and I go out and like there's a Starbucks there, like that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I'll have like a coffee. Obviously, yeah. I'm not giving that up. But like the coffees every day, like because I would come to work and I would get the a routine coffee, stuff, and then I would get like a midday coffee, and then I would get like a snacky poo too. So, <laughs> oh, I love uh, it. It's, it's it's hard. It's hard to give up. It is. It's been okay though. Okay. But you know what we don't have to give up? What? Watches. Yeah, never. Never. <laughs> and today I'm excited. We're we're doing a watch review today. Yeah. And I'm sure based off of Tuesday's episode. Will this be our first watch review of 2021? Oh yeah. First is it? watch review of 2020, y'all. 2021. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> First shot to be is twenty twenty one, y'all. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Yay. Yep. And and it's a good one to start out with. It is a really good one. So we are reviewing the new uh Omega Speedmaster fiftieth anniversary silver Snoopy. Yeah. Which I feel like you guys could have figured out if you listened to Tuesday's episode. And if you haven't listened to Tuesday's episode, go listen to Tuesday's episode. Yeah. It was so good. I really enjoyed that one a lot. I had a good time. Let's hop into it. We covered, you know, we covered a lot of the history, obviously. And we covered the other two Snoopy watches that had come out in 2003 and then 2015. You know, this this edition that came out uh, was for... 50 years, and I think you've already mentioned that. But before we get started with our questions that, you know, that we always do, let's talk about the specs a little bit because we didn't go over those in the last episode because we knew we were going to be talking about it today. And we just kind of talked about it really general. And um, so, yeah, do you want to start us off, Catlin, with some of the specs here? Yeah, I'll start us off uh, with the case specs. So you have a 42 millimeter case set in stainless steel. Um, there is a blue ceramic bezel, which I love that they went with ceramic and not like the aluminum bezels that you see on a lot of the other Speedmasters, mm-hmm. um, with white enamel tachymetric scale. So you get like a really nice contrast. And I think that was pretty obvious when we, when we had it in for review, mm-hmm. the dial is actually, it's not just silver in color. Like it's actually made of silver, Yeah, um, which is also pretty cool. Uh, you have blue applied markers, logo, blue subdials. There's the iconic Silver Snoopy Award medallion at the 9 o'clock subdial, sapphire crystal, and for all you Speedmaster haters, <laughs> 50 meters of water resistance. 
<laughs> hey, I'm okay with 50. That's 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 enough. That's enough to make me happy. <laughs> I don't feel like you are. We've had this out multiple times. 30 is what really irks me because I feel oh, like 30 okay. is basically like don't even wash your hands with this watch on. But 50 okay. is like, yeah, I'm I'm that's like the bare minimum, I think for me. Um, okay. I'm cool. I'm down with 50. I'm going to go back through some archives. Okay. <laughs> you can do that. And you can totally, you know, blast me if you want to. I will. You know I will. <laughs> um, well, the case back, I mean, let's talk about that because this is like the coolest thing about this whole entire watch. Well, not even the coolest thing because there there's a million cool things. But it has a sapphire case back with the... I don't even know how to pronounce this. I think it's Nyad. Nyad. Okay. I was going to yeah. try to say it and I was like, I'm mm, probably going to butcher this. And the uh, the case back will always be realigned perfectly when removed. And then there's also a rotating earth disc, which <laughs> is so awesome. I'm just smiling talking about this because I remember seeing it in person now. Um, that is attached to the back of the small seconds. So it's always rotating, you know, once per 60 seconds, which is just phenomenally awesome. And then here comes Snoopy in his command space module and he's flying. He kind of comes from out behind the moon and then right across earth until he goes all the way and then kind of comes back under or the underside of the moon. Um, and that is the function when you actually um, hit the chronograph secondhand. But it is like I can't stress enough how awesome that feature is. And, and we'll get into it more uh, once we kind of start answering questions. It, I'm sure for you too, it was like the thing that just kind of blew you away. Yeah. Like you see photos of it. Yeah. And then you see And it. you just smile when you see it because you it's so cool. Smile. It's so damn cute. Like <laughs> it is cute. Cutest, it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life on a watch. But yeah, we will definitely dive a little more into that. Um, so the strap, the strap is on a blue nylon strap. It does have a hang buckle. Mm-hmm. Um but it tapers, so uh, it's going to taper from 20 millimeter at the lugs to 16 millimeters at the clasp. And then, just as an extra little little note, um, it's on the underside of the strap, uh, actually embossed into it, is the Apollo 13 mission trajectory, uh, which is kind of cool. Just yeah. a real subtle, like, you know, nod to the actual mission that inspired this watch. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch. And I think that's something that Omega really does well is with these limited editions that they do, there's so many tiny details, um, whether mm-hmm. it's with the Snoopies, whether it's with the Bond watch. I mean, it's it's really all in the details with these watches. And, and even as something as simple as a strap, like you wouldn't even think they would do something um, special with that. And they did. And it's, yeah. it's just very, it just, it shows that they go the extra mile. They really do care about, it's not just something they're slapping on and saying, here's a limited edition. No, they, they put so much thought into it. And, um, yeah, I, I really have a lot of admiration for that for sure. Even, even with all the hate that they get for these, <laughs> these limited editions, but uh, haters gonna hate y'all. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so inside uh, is the, the 3861 manual wind movement, uh, anti-magnetic, master chronometer certified, and with a 50-hour power reserve. I think for me, and, and I'd like to see a little bit more of a, of a power reserve there, but I think 50 is plenty. To me, this is probably not a watch I'd wear every single day anyway. So, it, I mean, I'd probably have to set it no matter what. And then it came yeah. in at, at $9,600, which... Again, we, we did talk about that, I think, in the last episode. We talked about price a little bit. It's not a limited edition like the other watches were, which is great. However, um, it is limited in production. 
we don't know how many quantity, you know, they're going to make no of this knows. watch. Um, no one knows. And uh, so it, it seems to me that this is still going to be a hard to get watch, even though it's not a limited edition. However, there's no reason that you you should go and pay an extreme amount of money for this watch either. I think that you can get yourself on a list and uh, just wait it out. Like, I don't think this is going to be like the Daytona or something like that. I, at least I would, I would say as cool as this watch is, like, just don't go pay, don't go pay like 20 grand, 30 grand for this thing. Just, just wait it out. It's not, I don't feel like it's going to be that high profile, but I don't know. It, it literally just came out a few months ago. So, um, have these been shipped out yet? Do you know? Do you have you seen anybody with them I on think, Instagram? I think that a few have been shipped out. Okay. Um, but literally, like the day it was launched, there were already eBay listings for them for like thirty thousand dollars, which is just insane. What? I don't understand the the This you is know, a problem. The lack of wanting to wait. For me, I, I have patience. Well, I say I have patience. <laughs> I'm cheap enough to know that I'm not going to pay three times no. uh, sticker price for a watch. Um, but yeah, I, I think so. Some have come out from from my understanding. But yeah, I mean, it's just something, again, not being a limited edition. My my recommendation is just to really, you know, find a find a AD or find a boutique or, or something that you can talk to and mm-hmm. just kind of feel them out. You know, if you can get on some sort of, of wait list or, you know, a phone list or something like that, that's my recommendation to do. Um, I do, I find it very interesting that when this dropped, the prices of the other two Snoopies like started to skyrocket as well. Yeah. So for those of you guys who have those other two Snoopies, good on you. Yeah. And see, I, I get the the price increase with the other ones because they were limited. And the only way you're ever going to get one is to pay, you know, some of these prices to get it. But yeah. uh, as crazy as that sounds, um, with this one, it, it's just, it's not a limited edition. And I'm sure they're going to make this for years to come. So yeah, I, w- I would just try to hold out. And that's that's usually my recommendation with any watch um, that that you know, is available, but maybe limited, whether it's Rolex or whatever, just um, as hard as that, that sounds. Yeah. There's no reason to pay that. Don't be crazy. It is a really cool watch though. Yeah. (laughs) I could see why, I could see why you would want it right away. But yeah, I can't wait to see these on Instagram. I know we have lots of um, listeners that, that uh, purchased them and, and uh, it'll be awesome to see lots of pictures and stuff. I know. I can't wait. But yeah, so let's move into uh, the opinion part of our episode, <laughs> the best of our watch reviews. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We don't care about facts. We just want to give you our thoughts. Yeah. So we, you know, every time we do a, a watch review, we, there are certain questions that Kat and I as collectors like ask ourselves before we buy a watch. Mm-hmm. So these are kind of the things that we want to talk about while we're reviewing a watch as well. Um, So we will start it out with our favorite and least favorite features of this timepiece. So Kat, what would you say is your favorite thing about this watch? I mean, everything. I know. I think I'm sure we're going to have the same, but Snoopy, him (laughs) flying around and, and the little command module, I think it's just the coolest thing. And I remember being a kid, my dad had a, had a citizen watch that, it didn't have a moon phase, but it had a like day and night indicator. So as it be, you know got dark, it would get the clouds would show up and then the stars and then it would rotate. And then in the morning, it'd be, you know, the sun rising and then the sunshine at noon. And I just remember being so mesmerized by his watch and in all of it. And every time he would come home, I would always look at his watch and 
no, I'm not, I'm not saying that you should buy this for your kid to look at or even for yourself, but I just think that it's something special to me. And I think when watches have these kind of really cool complications that at the end of the day are not really important, but they're just fun to have. Uh, they're so different. It, it, it's it's something special. And I think it is something that you could bond, you know, with your, your children over too. I mean, I, I could see any parent that owned this watch, like this would be just the coolest thing to show your kid. Like if you want to score some brownie points with your kids, like you should buy this watch. <laughs> but uh, it is my favorite thing. They did such a good job. You know, Snoopy, uh, he's like on this like, uh, it's like a little sliver of a, I'm sure it's not plastic. I'm sure it's like sapphire or something. It's, you almost can't see it. Um, mm-hmm. And actually from the photos I took, you really actually can't see it unless you kind of hold it in a certain light. So it does literally look like he is just like flying through space. And they did just such a great job with that. And again, just the details, the stars that are on the back of it too. And I was editing photos last night and I was just kind of like in awe of how much detail there was on the watch because we had it for just a couple of days each, but it was enough time for us to wear it and look at it. And um, it, it's just, it's, it blows me away. Like it's just the coolest thing. And, and maybe because I haven't had a lot of hands-on experience with watches that have these kind of complications, I'm just like taken aback by it. But it is definitely my my favorite thing about the watch. And, um, I mean, I could go on and on about all the other details they put into it. But um, No, but I think it's a, it's a great topic because there is so much detail. Like, I know mm-hmm. you see the photos and you always assume it's just kind of a rendering, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, that they exaggerate the details during editing or something like that. But there really is so much detail. And I think that was something I wasn't expecting. Um, even down to down to the earth in the background spinning, there's a lot of detail to the coloration. Yeah. So much detail to the dial uh, or to the case back, excuse me, with the stars. And then I think that one thing that really surprised me was the depth of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was in layers and you could really kind of tell and it just made it look even more realistic and, and dimensional to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing talking about the Snoopy that I, uh, uh, which is your favorite feature of that, it was very smooth. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I didn't expect either. I expected to see like a little bit of a, and I'm sure like if you take a video, slow it down, you're going to see the standard kind of slight tick that that all mechanical watches have that operate at a certain frequency. But just from the naked eye, just watching it, it was a very smooth transition. And same thing with the way the earth rotates. Everything was very smooth. It didn't look cheap at all. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I... I was a little hesitant about in the beginning because I was like, oh, you know, I love it, but I hope that you can't actually see, you know, each individual second kind of go by since it is attached to the central second hand. Yeah. yeah it, it was stunning and, and so smooth in the, and, and really sexy in the way that it operated. <laughs> Snoopy sexy, y'all. Snoopy is sexy. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> so, so what was your favorite thing about it? Okay, so... Since you did the case back, essentially, I, I will I will do something different. You had a backup. I, I did have a backup. I love the case back. I really loved the silver dial. Yeah. It is stunning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stunning. And it's so sharp. And what I mean by that is like where the subdials come in, you have these really co- bright contrasting blue subdials. It's almost hard to describe the color of this of the blue too because yeah. like it's not really navy. 
No. You know, it, it's a little lighter than a navy color. It, it's really difficult to to kind of describe the shade. Um, but so where you have the silver cutout, it was just a sharp edge between mm-hmm. that and the sub dials. And I just think that looks so clean and yeah. crisp and very fresh. Plus you had all the blue accents um, as far as like the Omega logo and the, the markers and the indices and the hands. The contrast there was really, really bold. It was obvious this would be a watch that's very easy to read. And I mm-hmm. absolutely loved that level of contrast and sharpness. Yeah. Good point, too, about it being easy to read. I, I did find that it's just it everything really popped on it. And uh, yeah. even more so than just like the normal Speedmaster, which I can I, I find a lot of times is, is not so easy to read. But yeah, that's the dial is so cool. And I you'll see this in a lot of the photos that will upload. Sometimes some of my photos, it looked white. And then if I Same. had the light hit it just right you could see that silvery shine and it is just phenomenal. It's a really photogenic watch by, by all means. Yes, it is. 100%. <laughs> um, but I like too that, that it's not a high polished silver dial. Like mm-hmm. it's not shiny. It's kind of flat. And I think that yeah. would have been the easy way to go is to make it, you know, shiny and pretty. But yeah, it's flat. It's almost like it's sandblasted silver dial. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really is quite stunning. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, you know, that blue that you were talking about, it is hard to describe because someone was asking me on a photo that I had uploaded on Instagram. They were like, is that the real blue? Because it looks slightly different than some of the others I've seen and they all look a little different. I'm like, yeah, they, they it's a dynamic blue. And, and that's mm-hmm. weird to say on something that's not a sunbrushed, you know, finish, but it is dynamic. Like, in the in the dark light, it does look more navy, but then you hit it in the sunlight or, or another light on it, and it almost looks like very ocean blue. It's it's yes. uh, it, even with like a very 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 slight teal color to it. It just changes, and you know the ceramic bezel is is kind of more so what I'm talking about because the subdials don't they do change a little bit, but not as much as that that bezel does. And um, yeah, it's so great. It's just they really job well done for them for sure on on both of those accounts for sure. Well, so so let's let's bite the bullet. What is your least favorite feature? Because it can't be perfect. Right? I know. I hate this part. I, I say this every time. So I had to be really nitpicky with this one. I'm going to go with the strap. So I find, you know, it's kind of this sailcloth material. I know they warm up over time, but this watch kind of came to us already. It, it was a, a press piece. It's been sent around. It's been worn. And I still found it kind of like a little stiff on the stiffer side. Again, it's me being really nitpicky about it. It's not my favorite strap anyway, just as far as the material goes. But I understand why they did it. And especially as because the other, the last Snoopy edition had the same type of strap, essentially. Mm-hmm. Also, the blue on the strap didn't really match the blue on the subdials or the bezel, especially the bezel, because that bezel would like pop and become really light. And then I found the strap was like really dark. And maybe... Maybe it bothered me a little bit because I know like sometimes I really think about colors and matching. That being said, while the strap wasn't my favorite thing, it's a very easy thing to change about the watch because just take it off and put something else on it. Yeah. And I don't even know if I know the other Snoopy, the one that came out in 2015, uh, you could fit a bracelet on it. I'm not sure about this one if the dimensions can fit a, uh, a speedy bracelet, but that would be the way I probably would go personally, because I just, I'm just a bracelet person in general, but, um, 
that's my that's my least favorite thing about it. What about you? Same, but Same? for a different reason. Ooh. So I also agree that this would look phenomenal on a bracelet. And I'm sure there there's definitely going to be bracelet options to fit it. But my very nitpicky but still valid <laughs> argument, I don't mind the nylon. And I don't mind that it doesn't necessarily always match the bezel because mm-hmm. the be- the ceramic is just going to shine yeah. differently in different lights. And yeah. even when, I'm actually surprised you said strap because when we first got the watch, one of the first things you said was that the bezel and the subdials don't match mm-hmm. in blue, but that really depends on the lighting, yeah. um, which is what we found, you know, like so in certain lights, the bezel is going to be much brighter than the subdials. Yeah. But anyways, so the strap, my very nitpicky but valid is why not have a deployant clasp? Ooh, this point. has a standard hang and buckle clasp. I love the, that it tapers. I think that Omega is really starting to embrace this kind of taper bracelet and strap, and I love that. Yeah. But I would really want to see, especially for a watch at this price point, a deployant clasp. That'd be really nice. That, that being said, there is a blue uh, nylon deployant strap that Omega makes uh, that has white stitching. So it's very, very similar. Um, I think they're even the same shade of blue what? that you could always purchase to put on the strap. Because here's well, why the didn't other- they put that on that? <laughs> I don't know. But here's the other thing. So we had a press piece that had been worn. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really cool, but very subtle. Like the Apollo 13 mission trajectory on Mm -hmm. the back of it was a little worn in, right? Like it wasn't really crisp because this watch had been, you know, released months and months and months ago and had made its rounds through, you know, who knows how many people. Mm -hmm. So I think the move here is to take that strap off and just keep it. Like, mm-hmm. set it aside. It's a really cool strap. And I think no matter what, even if you want to wear it on the strap, you can always buy a replacement strap, right? That's true. But I think set the strap aside, really save that, like, because I think that underneath pattern and that and that engraving is super cool. It's just a very subtle nod to the mission. And then just go ahead, and if you still want that blue and white, get the blue and white stitching, um, nylon strap that Omega makes that is a deployant clasp. They're the same shade of blue, mm-hmm. so it would work out very well. But that that's my nitpick about yeah. the strap. That's a good point. That's a good point and, and totally different than my side of view. I, I think also, I think Omega makes this like really cool white and blue NATO, and I think that yes. would look really awesome on this watch. Also I because it's, it's, so, it's such a fun, speedy too. It's just like a lighthearted watch. I think uh, wearing it on that, that blue and white NATO would just be really cool and fun. And uh, Definitely yeah, uh, I'd like to see that some at some point. But uh, yeah, I, I do wish there was a deployment that would have kind of set the bar a little higher as far as the mm-hmm. strap goes. And like you said, at this price point, you'd, you'd kind of expect it to, to have one. I think that's that those are fair points for sure. For sure. Cool. Well, let's move on to um, the uh, the fit, the versatility and the fit of the watch. What were what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean. I'm a speedy fan. I have a Speedmaster. So as far as the way that the watch fits on the wrist, I expect it to be a little big and mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Like mm-hmm. I have no problem with it at all. So I enjoy the fit. The strap, like you said, it was pretty worn in. Um, a brand new nylon strap, it, it's going to be a little stiff. And now there was a leather backing, which helps form to the wrist a little easier. But yeah. still, it's definitely going to be stiff from the beginning. You know, versatility is a tough one because... 
as I've probably mentioned on this podcast a billion times, I'm a little picky about blue. I want a blue watch so bad, y'all. I really, really do. And I just can't really like find that perfect shade of blue for me. And I'm also OCD about matching. So taking this watch and I would really want to put it on a bunch of different straps. Like you said, it's very playful, but matching the shades of blue is not going to be easy. That being said, actually, I'd really probably just stick this on a, on a Speedmaster bracelet and call it a day because yeah. I think it would look so good that way. But so for versatility for me, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's quite versatile realistically as long as you're not OCD like I <laughs> about blue. But if you're a watch fam, you're probably a little OCD. So uh, we all yeah. are. <laughs> we all are for sure. Um, what about you? How, how did you find its versatility? How did you find the way that it fit on the wrist? What did you think? Yeah. I, I agree with you on a lot of your points. I think that, you know, I expected it to be a little larger being a Speedmaster. I mean, just from what I'm used to. And I have like a six, almost a six and a half inch wrist. Um, not quite there, but I thought it wore fine. Like, but again, I I say that and I'm also used to wearing larger watches. So if, if right. you're not, then, then definitely, you know, try one on or try another Speedmaster on just to kind of get the feel for it. I thought the blue was very versatile. I, I think blue is a color that, you can wear with a lot of different things. That being said, it's not a dark blue. So it, it, because it has that, you know, really bright, um, you know, shine to it, I guess when it, when you're in the sunlight or in daylight, uh, it's, I hate to just keep saying that it's a fun watch. I don't really know of another adjective and it's, I'm having a hard time thinking this morning, but I, I don't, I think it's a, it's not a watch that you're going to wear in a serious situation. Maybe if you put the bracelet on it, you can, or a more formal situation, I should say, not serious. This watch is, it's very, very sporty. And, and it is because of that blue dial or the blue sub dials and bezel. I think it, it gives it a really sporty look to it. And, um, you know, casual attire. I think you can wear this with almost anything. Like you, like you mentioned, just stick it on a stick it on a bracelet if you want, or even a a plain blue NATO would be even cool. And just, I, I feel like if I spent the money on this watch, I would be wearing it with pretty much anything. So, uh, I I wouldn't really give much thought to it because I I like those bright color watches that are a little different. And uh, it's a watch that I think you wear because. I'd want to show this thing off if it were me. So I would have any excuse to put it on and uh, I'd want people to see it. And I want people to point it out because I'd want to show them like what the features are on the watch and show them the animation on the back. And Exactly. Um, Take that watch off ab- in five seconds yeah, and just show the back. Everybody, everybody's going to see this watch. <laughs> it, what a good way to get people into watches, right? By showing them I this agree, cool movement. Actually. Yeah, I agree, actually. Yeah, it's such a fun thing. <laughs> yeah, I fully agree. We When we had this watch in... Um, I had it and my parents were over at my house while I had it. And like instantly, like I had to be like, mom, dad, (laughs) sister, look at this. And yeah, it was just, it was super cool. And it's something, I feel like this is the watch that will always put a smile on your face no matter what. Yeah. You know, like how, I mean, I, I love on, on my Speedmaster, I have a, I have a Sapphire case back and I just love staring at that movement. And I can only imagine like, actually owning this watch and just staring at it all day and just being lost in it. Yeah. Um, it, it's such a great piece. Absolutely enjoy it. But yes, yeah, so, well, so 
So $9,600, right? Mm -hmm. Non-limited edition. Let's talk about value. Where do you find, because as collectors, you know, Kat and I do advocate don't buy watches for investments, but (laughs) there's still something about having some value in the watch and knowing that you're getting something at a decent price and knowing obviously like there are a lot of options out there. So where Mm -hmm. do you feel like this stands as far as value? I mean, you know, we talked about the prices of the other Snoopy Speedies in the last episode, and um, I believe the the previous version came out around, it was like just over $7,000. So five years later, they do another watch that's non-limited at this price point. I, I don't think it's that bad, especially for the kind of move that Omega's making in, in some of their you know, obviously there, there's been price jumps because everyone has to do them, um, especially with these Swiss watches. But I I. I couldn't find anything similar because this has a complication that you just don't find on a lot of watches that are under $10,000, to be honest with you. You're talking about spending 30, 40 grand to have some kind of cool complication like this. And um, I I think to have that on this watch, it's really kind of nice at at a watch under 10K. I think that it's not to buy watches for investment, like you said, but it is a good investment because this watch while not limited, it's limited in production. And I think you're always going to keep the value of it. It may not jump like crazy, but you're always going to get at least what you paid for it. Um, They're always going to be going for a little bit higher on the gray market. So um, I I think it's a, I think it's at a great price. What what do you think about it? Yeah. And I mean, to piggyback off of what you just said, I definitely agree. I think that this is one of those watches that Again, I I don't buy watches to flip. I don't buy watches because I want them to be, you know, worth something. I buy them because I like them. But this is something that will definitely, I'll guarantee it will sell above its retail price for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that it's going to forever be $30,000. But, you know, it's a watch that you can buy and you can feel very, very confident in. Um, As far as the rest of the value, I mean, yeah, Omega's recently increased pricing and things like that. But, you know, like what you said, there's nothing else out there, not even just for the the complication part of it and, and the with the whole case back, but the movement in and of itself. Yeah. Like the the master chronometer certification that Omega does is really phenomenal. I mean, you know, nobody else really does mass produce fully anti-magnetic watches. You know, they they have like a collection or two that are more more resistant to magnetism, but to have like essentially almost the whole lineup now of Omegas are anti-magnetic, I think is very cool considering, you know, the world we live in now and how (laughs) how exposed we are to electronics and things like that. You know, for me, I, I definitely like that. Um, but so even looking at, of obviously Omega just released their new Moonwatch with this mess with the thirty eight sixty one, and it on the leather strap with the sapphire case back retails at sixty eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So then to make the jump, what is it eighteen hundred dollars more? Math, not my thing. Eighteen hundred dollars. So eighteen hundred dollars more for a numbered edition. Mm-hmm. For the for the, the ceramic case back in and of itself, you have the ceramic bezel, right? You have a, a pure silver dial, so you have precious material as the as the actual dial. 
plus the case back. The case back detail is yeah. absolutely insane. And I'm sure that was not a cheap process to produce these things. Um, I'm sure it's not cheap because they're not all over the place right now. So there's probably quite a few, you know, challenges in production when it comes to those details. Um, yeah, I, I think it's very fair to, to ask $9,600 for it. Again, it's yeah. a specialty piece. You know, that's not surprising to me when you, when you look at $9,600. I mean, at that price point, you're, you're Daytona, you know, but you'll still probably be able to get a Snoopy way before you get a Daytona. Yeah. And it's very true. A little bit more fun, you know, versus, yeah, versus, and that being said, I mean, I'm still not going to kick a Daytona out of bed. No. But, (laughs) (laughs) all right, quick question though. Yeah. If you had the, if you had $10,000 and you, Yes, I'm going to go there. Why no. not? If you had $10,000 and you could only get one. Well, if 10000 I don't even know how much a Daytona. I think it's like, is it 12 something or I oh, can't remember. Well, never mind. But if Big I could have mind. either or, I, yeah. I would have to go Daytona. And, and the only reason I do is because it comes on a phenomenal bracelet that I just freaking adore. Like I love that oyster style bracelet. It's a really tough choice though. And, and the Daytona is also a little more water resistant. So I feel like for me and my lifestyle and what I like, the Daytona just kind of fits into that. I thought you were five with 50 meters cat. I know. <laughs> Not when comparing it to like a hundred. Well, and, and I will say, you know, we, we don't often talk about like the fact that a lot of Omegas, you, you walk out of the boutique, you walk out of your AD. It's kind of like driving your brand new car off the lot. You, you drop in value maybe 20%, 30%, right? Right off the bat. And if you were to list that watch the next day after you bought it, you'd have to drop the price from the retail that you might have paid. With this watch, it's different. And and I hate to say that that's a reason to buy a watch. I don't think it's the number one reason, but it always sits in the back of my mind. It's a nice yeah. feeling to know that if something were to happen you and you had to sell it for any reason, or even if you just don't have to sell it, it's just nice knowing that the value is still there and you're and and not to say that you're being ripped off by any brand because that's not their goal, but a lot of brands, and it's not just Omega, it, it's so many brands no, that you walk out of the almost AD. Almost every brand. And it yeah. drops. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that this watch should be held as a higher value than what it's worth, but it's also nice knowing that you're gonna get what you paid out of it. It doesn't make my heart sink so much, you know. And that being said, I, I have Omegas. I probably will always have an Omega or two in my collection because I love the brand so much. I can see that they're they're working on changing that because, you know, with things like the three, two, one. And with this one, um, they're a little harder to make. I don't think it's going to be the case with all their watches, but the value is still, they're staying. Their value is not dropping a lot. And, and I'd like to see Omega keep their value a little bit more personally, just as an, as an owner, but who knows? We'll see if this is kind of the start to the, the change that is happening with, with the brand. I think that's a great point, Kat. All right. So is this a long-term watch in your collection? If you were to have one today? Yes. <laughs> no hesitation. Woo. No hesitation. No hesitation. One hundred percent. I mean, how could it not be? Yeah. Like it's so cute, y'all. But in a serious, like I, I realize most of you, most of our listeners are male. You guys are, you know, probably <laughs> shudder at the idea that we would say something is cute. But I mean, it, it's just it's cool. It's different. It's fun. It will yeah. always be a conversation piece, and that's what I I like things like I like to have your staples in your watch collection, right? Like you need to have the pieces that you can wear all the time. But then I like to have something that's just like going to start 
getting people talking about it. Even my friends who aren't into watches at all, you know, I like this idea of of having something that that we can all look at and talk about. And I mean, I I've made it pretty clear several times. I'm a speedmaster person. I'm mm-hmm. a NASA person. Yeah. So this like speaks to me hardcore. Yeah. Um, also, don't have ninety six hundred dollars freed up right now. So. Sad times because I fell in love with this watch in like three days. So, do you do you seriously um, think that do you see yourself buying this watch at some point? This is a tough one mm-hmm. because I want to make. I I've told Cat that I haven't really openly talked about it that much. Um, <laughs> that if we didn't get to go to Scotland this year, which yeah. I'm getting less and less optimistic about as the days go on, um, that I would probably want to buy something kind of expensive yeah like I mean I have expensive watches but I haven't bought something really expensive in a while yeah um so you think this is added to that list maybe this could be added to that list but then there's there's all the world timer the omega world timer oh yeah I'm how much is that one same price it's ninety two hundred dollars and really, I Oof. want it on the strap, which makes it eighty nine hundred dollars. So it's already on sale compared to the, <laughs> the yeah, um, equally amazing detail in the sub oh dial and yeah. the dial. Like it, it's absolutely insane. Oh yeah, you saw one the other day. Yeah, yeah, equally equally impressed with the amount of detail. So that that would be a very tough decision that, for me. Those are two good ones, two. and and two watches from Omega that honestly, there's so much detail in both of them. I, I took a picture of that world timer when I saw it in person. And honestly, I took a photo on my iPhone. And even with my iPhone camera, which is not even like the newest, greatest camera on there. So it, we have an old iPhone. <laughs> it caught all the details of uh, of that dial. And, and it was so crisp. And I, I actually was kind of shocked that I got such a good photo. But I, I don't think it was the camera. It was just the watch. Like it, the details really just popped and. There's a lot of similarities in those watches, and obviously there's a lot of differences. Both have really, really cool complications on them. So that's, yeah, uh, yeah it's interesting. It's a tough one. It's a it, tough one. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm yeah. still fingers crossed, like, we get to go to Scotland. Yeah, at the end of the day, in. let's just, like, I still want to be able to travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst case, I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, fill our feelings. Worst case, I'll slum it and buy a watch. All right, <laughs> y'all? Like, if I have to, I guess I'll buy a new watch. We got to make ourselves happy at the end of the day. I do need to make myself a little happy. Um, Okay, so what about you? Long term in your collection, Mm -hmm. would this last? Would this be something you would want? Yeah, I think so. I think that uh, this isn't the -the run-of-the-mill speedy by any means. If anything, I've learned over the years after owning several Speedmasters is that I don't I don't necessarily like just the normal professional Speedmaster. I like those weird, quirky ones. And this is that. This is this is different. It's strange. It's it's very cool. And I think that, you know, if you're a if you're a Speedmaster fan and the fact that you just like the Speedmaster, I think the professional or even like the three two one or some of the other ones are gonna be the way you go. If you're a NASA fan, then I think this is the watch you get. I mean, unless you just, you think it's too childish maybe. But I I think that this is just the watch that you get if you love NASA, if you love space and and you like that connection between the watches. um, I would definitely recommend getting this one. I think that it's just completely stunning. I I don't think I'd ever get tired of it. Uh, again, like I said earlier, I'd just be happy to show people all day long my watch, which is sounds crazy, but I, I, I 
I like the fact that you could show someone something and it might spark their interest in watches. And and sometimes these really cool complications do that, whether it's just a chronograph or whether it's a dive bezel or, you know, something like that. But um, I'd be really proud to wear this watch. And yeah, I think it'd be one to stay. I don't, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it to make me think I wouldn't wear it. You know, it's it's just... It, it really goes with a lot of stuff. That that silver dial is very neutral in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So I think you could wear this with a lot of different outfits, especially if you put it on a bracelet. It would just be killer, I think. I agree. Um, but yeah, I, can't, I think I would. want to see it on a bracelet. Me too. Somebody, whoever gets this watch first. <laughs> you the five people us. in the U.S. that get this watch, like <laughs> send us some pictures. <laughs> yes, get a bracelet, some pictures. Um, okay, well, so a little different from regular review. <laughs> But there's three versions of Snoopy limited edition watches. Mm-hmm. What we talked about value already. We talked about that early, a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite out of the three? Yeah, this is hard. You put this question on there, and I was like, I "Damn, did. this is going to be hard <laughs> for me to answer." I, uh, I still think that I have to go with the 2015, the uh, the black and white edition, okay. uh, the Snoopy. I just, I still really love that one, and and maybe because. I discovered that watch kind of as I was getting into watches and it it was like a grail for a long time for me. I mean, it was it was one that I had on my list that it, I don't know, it has like a special place in my heart and I and I love the Snoopy and I love all the little details and yeah, it doesn't have the cool like case back complication and and you know, rotating earth and everything, but I don't know. I still really, really like it. And I have seen that one on bracelet and I know how good it looks and it goes with everything. And I love, I love white and black. I mean, I just, I'm a huge fan of that colorway on watches. So I think that that one's still probably going to be my favorite. However, I would never be willing to pay the prices those are going for. So I think I settle for this one. Uh, What about you? Do you have a favorite of, of the three of them? Yeah, I mean, I like you said, it, it's a little bit tough, but I think for me, um, I do. I love the 45th anniversary edition. Yeah. I absolutely do. The black and the white is gorgeous. The what can you do in 14 seconds? The the Snoopy, the loom. Oh my god, the loom on that one, so dang cool. So cool. But I like this one better. I like the Snoopy and the subdial better. Mm-hmm. The Snoopy on the 45th anniversary was cute, right? But this one actually has the Snoopy pin yeah. logo, Snoopy. And I think that that's something, like, it, it just makes it a little bit more historically, like, there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of ticks that box. Now, given the 45th anniversary has the incredibly cool case back, too, where you actually have the Snoopy pin yeah. on the case back. Um, but I think for this, being able to have it right there on the front and then having that that case back that's on this one is just absolute insanity. I do think um, this one's like a little bit more serious in tone than than the previous yeah. version. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. I, I de- it's serious and playful. Yeah. Which is very unlike. Serious in the front, playful like. in the back. Oh, party <laughs> in the front. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, business in the front, party in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, we don't have bullets. We don't even know the same. <laughs> also, please, Omega, if you're listening, don't think we're talking bad because we just called your watch a bullet. <laughs> Our bad. <laughs> They're never going to send us a watch again. No. <laughs> Are we like Chen and who? Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <Okay. laughs> We're blocked on their email list. Um, all right. Well, so any final thoughts or anything? Yeah. Um, I, or- think, 
Yeah, I think I covered it all. I mean, yeah. I, I do adore this watch. I think it's incredible. And um, anyone that's able to get one, uh, I, I it's hard to get into an AD or a boutique and see one of these. I know they're not really carried, but I can just tell you that it's uh, it's very accurate from what you're seeing online. A lot of watches, you know, you 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 see online, you go see it in person, and it's like totally different. It's not really the case with this one, with the exception that you're going to get so much of that dynamic color from the from the bezel, from the ceramic. But um, it's it is very accurate, and uh, I love it. It's such a cool watch. I, I I admired it from having it just a couple of days, and it wore really well. And yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. And I'm not just saying that because it's Omega and they sent us a watch. Like I'm, I'm telling you all my my very true feelings about the watch. If I didn't like it, I, w- I would say so. And and uh, I think it's just really cool. I, I'm really yeah. impressed by it. Well, I mean, just so you guys know, there are watch brands who send us watches that we're not so in love with sometimes. Yeah. And that's okay. But, you know, we're not going to also sit here for an hour and talk shit about anything. <laughs> no. So. Um, but no, same. Like, I, I adore this watch. I was so glad to see that the details are there because yeah. like what we talked about, you know, I think we we get very skeptical when we see pictures. I think maybe those of us who are a little bit more into photography, probably more so because we, we know like what all can be done, you know, as far as editing and things like that. But mm-hmm. no, it really is that cool, y'all. It lived like, up to the hype. It did. Yeah, it totally. It exceeded the hype. I think if you're if you're on the fence about it, 100%, I'd say go for it. I I don't think you'd be disappointed. No, I I would agree with that. Yeah, fully. But I think that's going to wrap us up. I think so. Awesome, guys. This is a long one for our watch review. Yeah. Um, But there was so much to talk about. And if you uh, head over to our website, www.tennand2.com, we will have uh, show notes that will have all sorts of really great photos, things like that on there about this watch. Um, If you guys didn't listen to Tuesday's episode, you want to know a little bit more about the the story behind Snoopy and Omega and NASA, go back through, listen to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then other than that, just be sure to follow us along on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 10 and 2 Media. And that's all, y'all. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye.